Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, April 13th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, life on Capitol Hill is slowly getting back to normal. Number two, there's a trend in Biden's recent sub-cabinet appointments. And number three, we've got new details on who Team Biden is meeting with to sell their American jobs plan. But first, Jake, we have some exciting news. Very exciting news. It is the 100th day of Punchbowl News. And to celebrate that, we have, drumroll, a merch drop. Tell us about it. Yeah, merch drop. If you've seen um, any of our Instagrams, which I hope you're following, uh, you know, like, daily although i don't think any of us post daily maybe rachel schindler our uh, our co-founder she's younger so she might post daily <laughs> so um you know we we got these awesome rowback quarter zips that say punchbowl news on them a lot of people asked us where they could get them. The answer until today, until this 100th day, was you can get them nowhere. But we are, <laughs> <laughs> but we are, um, we are uh, making them available to premium subscribers starting at some point this week. Uh, we haven't decided when. You're going to have to read, and you're going to have to sign up for premium if you're not a premium subscriber yet. I think everyone on planet Earth is a premium subscriber. But if you happen to be one of the people that are not a premium subscriber, you should do that right now. All right, let's get back to the stories of the day. Life on Capitol Hill is slowly getting back to normal, Jake. A lot of it, I mean, it kind of seems almost in tandem with the rest of the country. There's kind of been a slow roll of, you know, kind of things kind of becoming a little bit a little bit back from the pandemic, right? The the long, the length of votes, other things like that. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the House is finally making its votes, um, you know, more closely aligned to normal. Uh, They used to be 45 minutes long. Now they're 30 minutes long. It doesn't seem like a huge deal, but God, it's been taking forever to get stuff done in the House. um, And that now it's starting to get back to normal. I mean, listen, 435 people coming to the House floor is a lot. So I understand, uh, you know, why they've made it, why they've spaced it out, because there's still some clowns who aren't wearing masks and um, who didn't wear masks the whole time so listen you know it's been a it's been a a rough row for some people in the house of representatives but the more more importantly i think is the senate democrats are finally meeting today for lunch in person and Senate Democrats, I'd say, have been some of the most careful people. You know, they they bagged their early lunch, their their in person lunches really early on. Um, started meeting virtually. Have had actually the president speak to them virtually. A lot of people speak to them virtually over the last year or so. They're getting back together. They're all wearing masks. They're all been. They've all been vaccinated now for. I'd imagine, you know, two months, three months, something like that. They've been vaccinated for a long time. Um, so, you know, minimal risk, I'd say, uh, based on reality. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the one thing I would say, and it's always important to note, obviously, after the tragic death of the U.S. Capitol Police Officer Billy Evans, um, you know, things aren't going to go back to necessarily normal in terms of access to the building, access to the Capitol complex. There is, you know, current work being done by lawmakers drafting a multi-billion dollar security supplemental package designed to kind of what they're calling, quote unquote, harden the capital and hire hundreds of more officers. But we do see some of those kind of really strict rules that were put in place because of the pandemic starting to loosen. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the day. Uh, You spotted a trend in Biden's recent sub cabinet appointments. 
What's happening? Don't go to sleep when you hear sub-cabinet appointments. <laughs> uh, please don't go to sleep. Now, listen, I mean, you know, so obviously Biden had um, named some interesting people to his cabinet, some record-breaking people, uh, people who have been, you know, pushing the envelope in their own way for a long time and pushing the envelope, meaning, you know, it used to be that you'd try to you'd try to um, appease your opponents in picking the cabinet. You, that doesn't really happen a lot anymore. But, you know, across the board here, across the board in, in Joe Biden's lower level picks, so the people who actually make policy, very important people actually make policy, are are frankly, um, uh, you know, they're they're people who have had strong opinions publicly. David Chipman at ATF, big time gun control advocate. Chris Magnus at CPB, Customs and Border Protection, uh, has been, you know, marched with the Black Lives Matter sign. Again, nothing. I'm, we're not criticizing any of these things. We're just saying these are people who in maybe in previous times would have been more controversial picks. Now, uh, Joe Biden is, is really um, uh, unafraid to be where the base is on a lot of these issues. Uh, Customs and Immigration Service, the head of the Customs and Immigration Service, which just got nominated yesterday, has uh, run DHS Watch, which is part of a America Voice, a pro-immigration group. So across the board, and we, we've noted a bunch of them in in the newsletter this morning, have just been um, really interesting picks for Biden. I, I do think the one thing I want to note, too, is you have a number of Biden's picks really have been firsts. Uh, the first Native American to serve in the cabinet, the first woman Treasury Secretary, the first African-American Defense Secretary, the first openly gay cabinet officer, the first Latino and immigrant to head Homeland Security, the first woman to head the U.S. Intel Services. I mean, it goes on. And so I, I think when you look at some of these picks, not only are often they are more publicly liberal or aggressively liberal in terms of writing op-eds for The New York Times, but he's really made good on some of those promises that he made on the campaign trail and certainly in the early days of the administration that this was going to be one of the cornerstones of his pick, his cabinet, and kind of even down through, you kind of see into the staff picks as well. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the day. We've got some new details here on the White House's push uh, for this infrastructure bill. Obviously, a lot of jockeying back and forth. You know, is the Biden administration's efforts truly bipartisan or is it just all for show? Um, they, I will say I, the numbers are pretty pretty aggressive. I mean, pretty stunning in terms of the number of meetings that they are doing with both Democrats and Republicans. So I, I, I'd urge you, I'm not going to list all these things because, I don't. again, I don't want to put people to sleep here. But the point you make is absolutely right, um, that the, the administration is doing a lot of outreach to the Hill and, and, you know, to try to bring people on board to Joe Biden's American jobs package. Um, so this gets into the question of whether the administration is really trying to get a bipartisan package together. And I can't answer that. I, I I would guess that, you know, yesterday, Roger Wicker, the senator from Mississippi who met with Biden, Republican from Mississippi, said that any effort to unroll, unravel, undo the 2017 uh, tax bill would result in opposition from Republicans. And if that's the case, 
there's virtually no chance that anything resembling this uh, jobs package is going to become uh, law on a bipartisan basis. But I just I will say this, that the administration is making a lot of calls to Republicans, a lot of calls to Democrats. And I think part of it is just to be able to say that they did it. Part of it is, you know, an actual effort. Part of it is um, trying to, you know, lay the blame at Republicans' feet if this thing goes awry and, and it's only a Democratic bill. Absolutely. Going to be something that we are watching extremely closely. Very, 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 very closely. <laughs> this is the only game in town for the next, you know, four months. This is just the biggest, the biggest, uh, the biggest story for the next four months for Joe Biden. And with that, thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News. Get all of the details on infrastructure and everything else we talked about this morning at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.